0: Hello, I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thank you so much for joining me for the Myers Detox podcast. Today we have my colleague TJ Robinson on the show. He's the olive oil hunter and he travels all over the world trying to find the best growers, the best producers of olive oils, and he blends them and he just produces these amazing high quality olive oils. So he's going to teach us. All about olive oil. This is really important because so many of us use olive oil in our everyday cooking, a lot of you guys listening are using olive oil to liver flushes, and there are some distinctions that you need to know so that you can choose the right type of olive oil. And so we're gonna be talking about how to choose uh, an artisan-produced olive oil, what to look for, uh, why you wanna use high-quality olive oil for liver flushing, and he's gonna give us his pro tips on what to look for and what are the characteristics of a low-quality olive oil and also shockingly how 70% of olive oils on the market were found in reports and people investigating olive oils that 70% of them were either not olive oil or not 100% olive oil. They could have rancid olive oils like canola oil or sunflower oil or they're not extra virgin olive oil, which is the first press of olive oil, most, most nutritious. And so this is kind of a scandal. And so we talk about that. We also talk about what to look for. We mentioned that already. There's a lot of boxes you want to check when it comes to olive oils. And we also uh, talk about an interesting fact about how the fat profile in the olive oil matches that of breast milk. Very, very interesting. We also discuss about why you want to begin eating olive oil at least within six months of harvest. So a lot of olive oils just have the expiration date on them. They don't have the harvest date. That's for a reason because a lot of them have been sitting around for a while. So you want to make sure you're, you're consuming it within six months because you want it to be fresh. It's going to have the, uh, the highest nutrient profile, all these other benefits. And we also kind of dispel that myth that you cannot. Cook or do high heat cooking with olive oil, and so you absolutely can. This has been done for you know millennia, uh, for thousands of years. So that's definitely uh, kind of absurd. So we'll talk about also how the the high antioxidant level in high quality fresh oils actually plays a role in an oil stability that keeps it from oxidizing, going rancid when it's heated when cooking, which is the concern a lot of people have when they're cooking with plant-based oils because they're concerned that it can turn pro-inflammatory. But if you have a high quality olive oil, you don't have to worry about that issue. And we'll also talk about the difference between artisan-produced extra virgin olive oils versus mass-produced grocery store olive oils. So lots of really interesting information and fun stories on the show today. And I know you guys listening are concerned about heavy metal toxicity, and rightly so. There's dozens of heavy metals and uh, over a hundred thousand chemicals in our environment today. And a lot of you are wondering you know, what a level, what level of toxins do I have in my body? So I created a very simple quick quiz that you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com. Take that, you get your results based on some lifestyle habits that people have. Have over the decades you can find out your relative level of toxins and body burden of toxins and after you get your results you get a free video series answering a lot of your frequently asked questions the things i get all the time people wondering about what's the best testing what are the supplements i need to take where do i start with heavy metal detox how do i how do i go about this so i answer all those in a totally free video series following taking the quiz at Heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, TJ Robinson, is one of the world's most respected authorities on olive oil. And he's known for his platinum palette. And we did an olive oil tasting on the show today and you'll see it, you'll discover his platinum palette, and he's one of the very few Americans invited to serve as a judge in the prestigious Italian olive oil tasting competitions. And he is dedicated to importing rare, fresh-pressed olive oil, the most flavorful and most healthful extra virgin olive oil on the planet, that until now was virtually impossible to obtain year-round, in the United States. And all of his olive oils are independently lab tested and certified 100% for purities. As you'll find out, a lot of olive oils are not 100% olive oil. And so you can learn more about TJ and his olive oils at freshpressedoliveoil.com. TJ, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Hey, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you
0: so you are an expert on olive oils and so how did you come to found the the fresh pressed olive oil club because this is Uh, something that i've been a member of for about a year i love your olive oils because i'm i'm very much a food snob i know i am a cook and i cook a lot of my food at home and and i love going on food safari Almost, oh. and tasting olive oils from around the world. It's so amazing how different they taste and how much better quality they are than what you get at the store.
1: Yes, there is an olive oil secret out there. And there's a few people in the know and people like you are helping me get the word out. But yeah, there's this ingredient. And and my backstory is I was a professional chef. I lived and worked in New York City. um, And I had the opportunity to visit Sicily. I happened to be there during harvest and I got to talking to some Sicilians and they invited me to a an olive harvest party. And being an American, I had never tasted fresh olive oil. It wasn't like apples. I had an apple tree in my backyard here in Asheville, North Carolina, where I grew up, but not olives, you know, I wasn't familiar with what, you know, fresh olive Me being game for anything culinary, like you, I'm like, sign me up, <laughs> I wanna go try that. So, you know, we, um, we're this beautiful village right outside of Palermo. Uh, and I work with the family during the day. It's very hot we're harvesting olives by hand you know they, they, they're the they' the these um, nets we put on the ground we we shake the trees with with rakes and and air little little rakes and canes so the the olives fall down. We take them to the the mill in the afternoon or evening and we wait there with a lot of other Italian families and these Italian families have all their property Their fruit, basically, because olives are a fruit. Uh, and when they're treated really with a lot of integrity and care, they can be amazing. So what happened is that we weighed our, our turn, uh, we get our slip of paper, they weigh our olives, they they place them in, in, in queue, And then um, when they're finished pressing, uh, so purely mechanical process, we walk over there and they hand me a small cup uh, like like this, and and there's um, a centrifuge that the fresh oil comes out of, and that this liquid green gold just goes into my cup, and I'm like, holy crap i've never tasted or smelled anything like this it's like wheatgrass like the olive oil i'm used to in america is like blah. Dead. you know it's flat it's branded it's old like why has this been kept for me so honestly i was very upset like why didn't i know this was here so i tasted it i smelled it i had all the things we can talk about when we taste oil later in the segment but yeah it it was just I had my own epiphany that like this was kept for me and this is an ingredient that's been used in the Mediterranean diet for health and healing and we have this magical tree the olive tree that has all these great health properties that somehow through like mass production and this was about 2005 uh, this this epiphany and this trip to sicily happened somehow between that tree and what i got in america was something completely different you know it was just completely different and and right then my mission just really got planted that my job was to share this amazing product with the world. And I've been doing that since about 2005. So anyway, that's the the short of it. Um, Anyway, but it's been a journey.
0: Yeah, I love olive oil because I, I kind of liken it to fine wine. There's mm. such a depth and breadth of different flavors and yes. aromas and tastes. And like when I went on a trip to Greece and Italy la, uh, last summer, it's so fortunate I did, and there I went to some olive orch- orchards, I guess you call yes, them, and there yes. was like a hundred year old olive trees. They were so old and the food there, with all the olive oil and all the dishes, was just spectacular. And I bought a bunch of olive oils and brought them back. Oh, but, but, awesome, you, awesome. but you don't have to go to Italy and Greece and go travel. You can have them delivered to your house. It's a lot That's easier. That's right.
1: That's right. That's right. So, you know, we we basically follow the global harvest because one of the things that happens, and and you know, just backing up a little bit, there's a Around, let's say, uh, 2010, there was a great article that came out in The New Yorker called The Slippery Business of Olive Oil, and that led to a book called Extra Virginity by a wonderful author, Tom Mueller, and he follows the scandalous world of olive oil and how the agro-mafia is involved and and how in the U.S., a lot of the olive oils, um, they were put, UC Davis did a study uh, where they bought up a lot of oil uh, from different places in California sent it to an independent lab and many of the oils like almost 70% came back as not extra virgin. So there was a lot of fraud and the industry has stepped up absolutely and they've done some things and we can talk shopping tips and that sort of thing but and what to look for in olive oil. But you know there's really it's been going on forever you know since like Roman times uh, there's been fraud in olive oil. So uh, what I've tried to do is kind to minimize any potential hands in the in the pie, and I work directly with the farmer, and I fly it in by jet, and that eliminates a lot of problems. So yes, it, it is, you know, all these olive varieties are kind of like wine varietals, you know, olives, they're, in Italy alone, there are 550 olive varieties, so when you think about that, that's a lot of, you know, regions that have very specific varieties that grow in those regions in Italy, you know, and and they get known for that flavor profile. And then the Tuscans, you know, they're known for having really great olive oil and Tuscans actually do have good olive oil, great olive oil. But what they really started was a trend of very early harvest fruit. So what we've learned is if you pick the fruit when it's really green, it has very uh, low yield of oil inside, but a lot of flavor. So anyway, I don't know exactly where you traveled, but you probably tasted differences in in olive oil in different places, whether it's in Greece or Italy and and it's great. you you cut out the middleman just like I do every quarter and you brought it back in your suitcase. So I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I, I did, but you know I, I really find it interesting though that you know I belong to your fresh pressed olive oil club that I, I didn't really know that chili had mm. its own olive oils. And you have you have olive oils you're bringing from Spain. You have olive oils you're bringing from all over the country. Australia. You know, Australia,
1: Australia. A lot of places yes. where wine's
0: grown, olives grow yes. really well too.
1: Yes. Yeah, so what happened is, it's really a super cool story. Um, specifically, olive oil has been used for Ages for religious ceremonies, um, specifically, you know, anointing with oil, you know, recognizing, you know, all those sort of things as rituals involved with oil. So many immigrants who left their country of origin to go to the new world, whether it was the Mission Olive that went to California or the missionaries that went to Chile and took cuttings of their vine to, or their their trees, they actually stitched them in their clothing uh, because they they could. They, in the hems of their suit, they would they would have mini miniature olive trees. Uh, when they would get on the boat, uh, that was actually that's how they started. They wanted a part of their old life in the Mediterranean because it's not indigenous to Chile, Australia, and. In- uh, Argentina, New Zealand—it's—they're um, not olive trees are are from the the European basin, not from the Southern Hemisphere. But you have the opposite season; it's the complete opposite in the Southern Hemisphere—the growing season—than it is in the Northern Hemisphere. That's why you know most of the time in our grocery stores you have you know, apples, you know, which are coming from Chile and great cherries and blueberries and those sort of things. So what we do as a quarterly selection, I travel the globe. That's been, you know, a bit of a problem with COVID. Uh, But I have a long, a long uh, standing relationship with the world's top farmers and we can we can go into that more of course, but essentially we source harvest fresh oil and then we get it on a plane immediately and we rush it to the U S direct to the club members. So, um, because freshness is so important to the polyphenols and antioxidants in olive oil. You know, you brought up the wine analogy and wine is a great analogy. The problem is a lot of people think that olive oil ages the way wine does. And that's completely false. Like olive oil is never better than the moment it is just off the press when it's just, you know, filled with antioxidants and polyphenols and aromas and, you know, Great texture and flavor. So anyway, that I, I could wax on about that for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and it makes so much sense. And I think a lot of the the olive oils people buy at the grocery store has been stored for a long time, is sitting on the shelf uh, yes. for a long time. It can be heated, stored improperly. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that can go wrong, like you mentioned in yes. the the whole yes. you know production. Processing, storage, and and namely, one of those is not. Let's just check up all the boxes uh, that you you have to have. So we have to have a dark bottle. We want yes. it to you know uh, be yes. fresh. What are all the boxes here? We need. to Yes, be
1: yes. so definitely um, dark bottle uh, glass is ideal. You know, I, I like glass because anything you no know, plastic is leaking into the oil uh, as it sits. I don't. I, I kind of i am concerned about that. So I always use glass. I always I dark know. glass because light, time, and temperature kill uh, olive oil. Uh, time, because oxygen gets to the olive oil. So you don't want to buy in big canisters because oxygen gets to the oil and it starts to deteriorate the oil. Um, also, you always want to look for a harvest date. like And they very cleverly disguise that and don't include it and just give you an expiration date and that's actually normally placed on there when it's bottled and has no correlation to when it was actually harvested so you really you really don't know so look for a harvest date dark glass bottle go to a place that has high turnover in olive oil uh, so you know that it's not dusty and three years old and and Ideally, it's a place where you could taste it first because I'm going to teach you later in this, this chat about how to identify the key characteristics to tell you whether it's, it's high in polyphenols and fresh and, and how to assess the olive oil. So the best thing to do is educate your own palate. So that's what we'll, we'll do later in our talk.
0: I don't like olive oil in stainless steel either. There's something about that that just creeps me out. I don't know why <laughs> I just prefer yeah. glass glass is, I like glass too
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm' all about the glass so yeah it 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 works uh, very well. And, you know, one thing about the the oil, like our oil, because people get a trio, they get three bottles. They either get this size, the 250 ml, three bottles of this per quarter, which is small household, doesn't cook a lot. And then we have the the, uh, 500 ml, people get three bottles of that. And there are always three different selections, uh, a mild, a medium, and bold. And typically, my club member uses about a bottle a month. So, Every three months, they get a new selection and start three fresh bottles. So they're not sitting around oxidizing our oils that happen to be very high in in, antioxidants and polyphenols, which are really great for cooling inflammation. You know, gut health, brain health. There was a scientist who, actually, another Sicily thing. um, You know, uh, basically, there was a scientist who studied ibuprofen who visited Sicily at harvest time and he tried fresh olive oil and it gave him this, he was a scientist from Philadelphia, I believe. And like I said, he worked in ibuprofen in the lab and, and he tasted this, or he felt this sensation in the back of his throat, just like he did when he was tasting, tasting, I don't know why he would do this, but tasted ibuprofen in the lab. So he said, Hmm, you know what? I think that there, I want to take this olive oil home. I think there's some property that's akin to ibuprofen in fresh olive oil and fresh because it deteriorates quite rapidly. You really want to get fresh pressed olive oil within six months of being pressed. So basically he took it home and he identified this compound that is very much akin to ibuprofen. So without like the side effects of, you know, well, you you could talk about this for days, probably. Li- you, you know, ibuprofen on the liver not a good idea. You know, like so you can get some of these like anti-inflammatory, cooling properties for for inflammation, arthritis, that sort of stuff by consuming a high polyphenol olive oil.
0: Actually, I, said, I need yeah. to take some right now because I slept wrong. <laughs> my, my back hurts, so I want to uh, do like a little uh, tasting. Right now, and I love the sound. I love the sound of the bottle. Oh, that crack. I know. The fresh bottle. I
1: know. and when you open it it just like transports you to you know and i talk a lot about the flavor of oil but when you put this on warm food your kitchen like or warm plates your kitchen just smells like you're in an olive grove it's like fresh green you know juice you and know is, it's, it's olive juice yeah and i um, even so, used to
0: go to my my local farmer's market i used to live in malibu and i'd go there and there would always be a stand that had fresh olive oil but awesome. there would always be something wrong there would always be something wrong with it like they'd have them in clear bottles or just something was just up but this it the flavor of this the smell yes, of it and yes. the look it's like this dark green so you,
1: you have a spoon and before you taste I that i, I want to i'm actually tasting out of a so i want you to focus on the smell i want you to gosh i mean wow it's incredible uh the colors is just so green and beautiful and yeah. vibrant but for me, I'm going to tell your folks while you're sipping that away, as you should, because this is like a fine wine. I'm tasting.
0: T- t- it's like- going in right yeah, now.
1: You know, <laughs> if she, she may or may not cough because this one's got a little power mm, behind this it. This is a
0: Chilean. Um,
1: Yes, yes, this is mm. fresh from Chile. It's, it says it's El Favorito. Oil. El Favorito. So, yes. how to assess the oil? Let's let's mm. go through that. So, as a professional olive oil taster, there's a process when you taste oil, and there are olive oil sommelier courses. There are certifications throughout the world. Um, there are big competitions uh, like this guidebook here that ranks the top producers mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, like it's a big deal. Once you kind of get into it right so we start by putting the olive oil in a cup a lot of times a blue cup because color is not necessarily an indicator of quality different olive varieties have different levels of chlorophyll that end up in the final oh, interesting. Uh, product. Um, interesting product because I, I thought
0: like a yellow a pale yellow meant it maybe wasn't as rich or good quality
1: that, it's funny, there's this this olive variety that's really over, okay, so olives, when they hang on a tree, uh, on the olive tree, they, if they're picked very green and very early, you will get about 10% yield, and most people would not pay for that. We're crazy, and we love really green, early <laughs> harvest. So we will. Most people, most farmers, because they have mortgages, uh, you know, and, and a lot of overhead, uh, and they don't know what Mother Nature is going to bring the next year. They leave the fruit hanging on the tree, and this happens a lot in Spain, southern Spain, which produces a ton, the vast majority of of olive oil, bulk olive oil. So anyway, this olive continues to hang on the tree for an extra month or so, and it could have up to 30% oil inside the fruit. So just no extra work. In fact, it's actually easier to harvest because it's riper. They just leave the fruit hanging there and they get three times as much oil and you get a golden buttery. And sometimes you see oils that are like fluorescent green or, or fluorescent yellow like you're talking about and i immediately know i like when i see it on the table i'm like oh that's a very ripe pequal from the south of spain uh, mm. which has a very particular smell all of professional olive oil tasters would refer to it as cat pee because we hate that smell <laughs> uh we and, and actually paqual is in this uh blend but sadly or yeah sadly Piqual fruit is 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 mistreated and and will will people will leave it on the tree to get those very high yields because the farmer gets three times as much oil to sell so if they're selling the oil in bulk as a commodity product Why not for them? Um, But what you get is, you know, off flavors and those sort of things. So this has Pequol in it, the same olive variety. It's just a different product when you get it hyper green and you get all these, you know, wonderful aromas. So what we do, we pour it in a cup not a whole lot. I probably have about a tablespoon in here. And then I actually use the palm of my hand like a professional olive taster would, olive oil taster. I swirl it around. I put my my hand on top. I don't have any perfume or anything. And basically what I'm doing, I'm warming the oil. So I'm bringing out all those wonderful aromas and flavors Mm, so this is like wheat grass like you've taken basil and rubbed it in your hands and there's nothing in this but two olive varieties there's piqual and coronake and it's 90% piqual actually grown in Chile but the aromas are just incredible like tomato leaf like rubbed tomato vine it's just you know wheat grass fresh cut grass so all the aromas So, so that's step one if that's called assessing the fruitiness so if and olive oil tastes flat stale rancid like crayons waxy cat be you know or smell if you assess any of those things on the nose it's not fresh it should smell like a garden so that's step one uh, of how to assess a quality olive oil and you can do this with your pan- with the oil in your pantry too just grab a cup and, and try it
0: yeah so your oil that's been sitting there for two years
1: yes, yes, <laughs> could, yes. Could taste yes. it. <laughs> or or on a supermarket shelf where it's like on a top shelf and where the heat's coming in and yeah. then, you know all that sort of thing so the next step is taste mm-hmm mm. Oh, so good. So I just kind of chew the oil a little bit. And this is the bold one in the trio. The next thing to look for is bitterness. So let's talk about bitterness. What does bitterness tell you? And most people aren't used to bitterness. And I'd love to get your opinion on on something on this. Um, But this olive oil, because it's such green fruit, is has a high level of bitterness like more like uh acidity radicchio radicchio Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. um or like belgian endive or watercress or arugula and my question for you and and we definitely want to get back to the tasting but i think there's some correlation between bitterness and like bio production oh, yes, or something. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You know, I think give me a I think quick if, lesson on that. Yeah, I think in the
0: US we don't eat enough bitter foods. And yes. it's important to get bitter foods in our palate. Even if you don't like them, it's good for you. So the the olive oil, you know, if you, anytime you're tasting something bitter, your stomach starts producing hydrochloric acid, digestive enzymes, and more bile because it's anticipating foods coming down the chute that need to be digested. And so uh, it's very important to have bitter foods. And and I like, I love that that strong flavor like there's you know sometimes just depending on the dish um, or yes. if I'm having a salad maybe I like a little bit of a lighter flavor but on yes. like a meat dish or something like that I, I want to have stronger bolder Absolutely. flavors
1: Absolutely. You totally get it. And that's why there's a mild, medium and bold in every trio, because they are paired in different ways. Like you would think of, you know, and of course, people, some people like red wine with fish and that's totally okay too. Uh, But with with olive oil, there are the milder ones, which are better with like fish and chicken and that sort of thing and, and more light summer vegetables and then there's the bolder ones which are better for like root vegetables and grilled steak and you know that sort of thing lamb and duck so the the thing that i i did there a little bit um the third thing you're looking for so fruitiness bitterness and then the third thing you're looking for is spiciness and when i say spiciness you'll feel a tickle in the back of your throat and depending on what you you've you know, had to eat that day and that sort of thing. It, people can get, you know, different levels of it. Some people get choked up, but you should feel this spicy warming sensation. And what this tells you is the oil is fresh. So green, that bitterness tells you is early harvest fruit. The fruitiness tells you it's fresh and really wonderful. And then that spiciness really tells you freshness. So I was hanging out with some Tuscans and we were at there standing at the press and, and they said, TJ, be careful. That's a two or three cough oil. And I'm like, what, what do you, what, two or three cough oil? What, what are you guys talking about? They're like, yeah. in Tuscany, we, it's a quality marker, a fresh really yummy powerful olive oil is that cough you get in the back of your throat. So if you have, um, you know, if you had a, a large enough portion of this, you know, straight, you probably would cough. So, don't be surprised if that happens. That is a an amazing quality marker. So, anyway, look for the cough. So, those your olive oil should make you cough. And I, I will tell you that once you put these these um, oils on food, um, they are great. They can definitely become the backbone of of healthy cooking. Uh, you know, to for flavor, they they just like having fresh herbs. People say. TJ, what's the difference like taste-wise? And I I always say like store-bought olive oil is like dried herbs. If you had only consumed dried herbs your entire life and I gave you fresh olive oil and I said, this is fresh herbs. So the first time you tasted fresh herbs, and of course, being in California, you've probably been having, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, fresh herbs your entire life. But for a lot of Americans, they don't actually consume a lot of fresh herbs. Like that's kind of new in the last 20 years. Before that, there were not, you know, a lot of rosemary and oregano and fresh thyme and all that sort of things in, in most, people's gardens so think of olive oil as like a fresh herb so you can use it to you know enhance a flavor aroma all that sort of thing and that bitterness and spiciness definitely goes down when you have it on food so you know we're assessing it you know in in the tasting cup like a professional you know taster and of course it should be harmonic it needs to be calibrated as an overall impression so that's how a, a taster would would assess a fresh olive oil and how you should train your palate, uh, because, you know, well, we have a great, you know, we have a great option for, uh, educating your palate later in this uh, video, because we have a very special deal, uh, for you guys. Cause I, you know, making this my passion, I've, I, the best thing I can do is get it in people's hands. The, pr- the proof is in the pudding and they get it in their home and they taste it. Uh, and like I said, we have a, we have a fantastic option for you guys to do that. So you can, you can become cheerleaders and for these small family farmers and, and for, for the real um, trust and authority in, in olive oil.
0: Yeah, And if you guys want to learn more about TJ's fresh pressed olive oil club, just go to myersdetox.com/slash olive oil and awesome. you'll find a ton of info about it because I love getting my olive oils every month. I've been a, a member for, well, I, about a year, probably longer, and I use all yeah. of them. It's just, oh, great. I I, I, love I, it. I, love I cook a lot at home and I'm just amazed oh, at how so I go through the bottles and uh, I use a lot of olive oil. It's super, super healthy, especially like a high high potency olive oil like this, you're getting a lot of nutrients. And I always think of nutrient density whenever uh, anything I'm putting into my food but yeah. this is the next one
1: here this is the Denise Longoven yeah yes. and Denise is a dear friend of mine she's an international taster and due to COVID this is the first time I've not been able to be there at harvest um, so Denise I deputized oh. and I work with her uh, on zoom and this was the mild oil and it's still green it's yeah. very sweet it's very fruity it's still has a little spice to it. it it can still it's still got a little kick to it but oh it, it's beautiful like so every quarter my members get they come on the adventure with me they get something called the pressing report and you get like the whole story of the harvest and actually I'll show you a picture of Denise uh let's see if you guys can see that nice. but anyway that's Denise she's wonderful and amazing (laughs) i've known her oh there's that cough Uh, yeah there's a cough it was
0: a one cough yeah but it's (laughs) amazing how much time you put into these letters i know that you write them yourself and you write all these these adventures and stuff and i love this backstory uh, about the oils and because i like to know where my olive oil is coming from
1: Exactly. You want to know where your food comes. You want to connect to the farmer. You want to know about their challenges. You know, for example, this year in Chile, they had a drought. And the drought actually increases the flavors and aromas in the olive oil. For us, it's a good it's a great thing. We were like really happy. For example, this one we, we just tasted. Of course, we go into the whole story, but I give a um an impressions and recommended food pairings. And I'll just take, you know, twenty seconds to read that on the Denise Langevin, as I smell it myself. My merry band of tasters who joined me for a simultaneous tasting on Zoom identified a number of aromas after we poured the mildest oil of our samples, alluringly green in the glass. Among them were almonds. So I would entice you to maybe get a little of this on your spoon while I'm, I'm talking about this, if you don't mind, the Denise Longavin, and let's see if you can identify any of these um, in your own nose. And palate. So among them, on the nose were almonds, green banana, kale, spinach, golden delicious apple, which I really get that that sweetness, vanilla, white pepper, and a whiff of oregano. On the palate, this beautiful, well-balanced oils showed us a nutty side, hazelnuts, the sweet the sweetness of apple, hints of lemon with bitter notes of Belgian endive and the pepperiness of watercress try it with summer squash sweet potatoes mild fin fish grilled shrimp or lobster pork chicken rice eggs carrots bell peppers sweet corn asian curries and simple pasta dishes including pasta salads yogurt ice cream fresh olive oil is really good on ice cream or mild cheeses including cottage cheese and any salad featuring fruit so you'll get those kind of descriptions so you understand how to use them in your kitchen and i'd love to hear about some of the ways you're using the olive oil but there's this myth out there that olive oil cannot be cooked with so i want to i want to like quell that squelch that that is not true um actually in the mediterranean as you when you were there you probably noticed that olive oil is all they cook with like yeah yeah, that's it yeah that's it it. it's (laughs) they marinate in it they they saute in it they grill in it they finish in it like these you know they they just they they use olive oil for everything so it turns out that if an olive oil starts out as a high polyphenol, high antioxidant olive oil, that it's very, very stable uh, when it's heated. So I have some research studies. I You probably do some show notes. I'll send you that um, about the stability of olive oil when heated. So now- in general, I usually keep mine, like I don't cook with olive oil above medium. Like, for example, I, I fry my eggs. I fried my own eggs this morning with with olive oil and I tasted the olive oil on my plate on my eggs it was still green and vibrant and beautiful and fresh so I can actually taste if oxidation was happening Uh, but it it wasn't you know people talk about the smoke point of olive oil which I don't even know exactly what that number is but I will tell you that most of the cooking we do in our kitchen is, is well below the smoke point of olive oil and I will also tell you one of my tricks is I I um, heat my pan and you can do this with any oil because all oils you know will will break down when heated in my experience but or to my knowledge. Um, so what I do uh, when the I put my uh, pan on the uh, stove and I let my pan get warm, I pour my olive oil in and then I put my food in. In that order. I don't put the pan, add the oil, let it sit there and heat up. And oxidize no uh, yeah hot pan oil food and then you don't have to worry so much about that happening either so that's just a little little kitchen tip for you and how to preserve this this uh, this oil once you get it
0: Yeah, I do that too. I always make sure I heat my pan first, but not too hot. I don't like put it on the stove and then walk away. I don't even want to, because the pan can smoke too just by itself. (laughs) Yes, yes. So yeah, but yeah, I make sure the pan is hot, and then when I'm ready to cook, then I put the olive oil, and and it helps make it nonstick also. Yes, you're not using those Uh. nonstick toxic nonstick pans. But yeah, uh, but I agree. I want wholeheartedly agree. You can cook with olive oil. Absolutely. Yes.
1: And, and it's really a flavor hack. It's a kitchen hack and a kitchen tool. Like in my house, like I had someone over for dinner that like didn't like green beans. They're like, I'm not a big green bean fan. And I'm like, okay, these are just French, you know, green beans we picked up at, I don't know, Trader Joe's or whatever. We lightly steamed them and we, we placed them in a small bowl. We drizzled them with fresh oil with a little bit of salt on top, uh, high quality salt. And I serve them and they're like, what did you do to these green beans? They're like, I don't even like green beans, but these are amazing. I'm like, look, it's just really three ingredients: the green bean, olive oil, and salt. Like the olive oil becomes like the mother. It somehow brings everything together if it is, you know, truly artisanal. Fresh pressed, well loved. This oil happens, well, it not happens to be, it is third party certified, independently certified to be extra virgin because there are a lot of fraud and scandals out there, you know, in in olive oil land. So I've just been doing that since the beginning.
0: Yeah, can you explain that for anyone maybe who doesn't understand that? So, what is extra virgin olive oil compared to just extra virgin or even lower grades of olive oil?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I only focus on extra virgin because that's all I want to put in my body. Basically, all the other there there was just um, big trend of having light olive oil, and people thought it was lowering calories. Has nothing to do with calories. <laughs> I it's saw only that. Like, light oh my and God. Flavor. I know. Like people are like. Uh, anyway, it's not. Lower in calories it's the same it's the same um, but it's actually olive oil that's been deodorized and chemically heated and stripped of all of the organoleptic properties like all the the aromas and and flavors and all that sort of thing so it's just very neutral i don't recommend that because it was stripped yeah like using hexane gas and heat and you know you just don't want that so. that's
0: a whole no fat frenzy when like in the the 80s that's like yes, so mean, 80s the no it, fat it, it diet was, and,
1: and you'll still see light olive oil yeah. uh, on store shelves. And then virgin is a, a quality marker. So we talked about professional tasters. And what happens when, when you have an oil? Um, you send that oil... That The the people that are really quality obsessed, you send that oil to a a panel and there are two things that happen. One is there's a a chemical analysis that happens that looks at um, the quality of the fruit at the time of pressing. When an olive starts to deteriorate, certain things happen on the chemistry panel. So most oils, they even supermarket oils, they'll be sent to a lab. And they will, it will come back and they'll say, okay, it meets the quality markers uh, of being to have the the right peroxide level, the right uh, delta K, and you know all these other uh, measurements that they use, um, right acidity level and oleic acid. It it meets the quality marker of having extra virgin. Well, well, that, that is true at the moment that lab test was done. Uh, we don't know what happens two years after sitting on a store shelf. Well, we know what happens actually. It goes, it goes rancid. What happens is if it doesn't meet... So there are two things. One, it meets chemistry. And then the second thing is it goes through a tasting panel. And the tasting panel actually... St- um, that's exactly what we just did. But also one of the things that it looks for are what are called defects. So an olive oil and a professional taster, when they smell an olive oil and they taste an olive oil, they can tell you the story. They will tell you the story behind this exact product that's in the cup they're going to tell you when the fruit was harvested because they're going to know if it's bitter or if it's buttery they're going to tell you how the fruit how quickly the fruit moved from the field into the mill Uh, did something happen during that time was it sitting out in the sun for too long in large crates and start to ferment Uh, it's going to they're going to be able to tell by the smell if the mill itself was clean if the um, container that the oil was held in just after pressing were clean Uh, because these defects, like some of them are like winy and briny. Like if you smell an olive oil that smells like brine, uh, like olive brine, that's a defect. Uh, Whiny, briny, fusty, musty. Like these are all terms we learn as professional tasters. And if an oil has these defects, then they would be considered virgin, not extra virgin. Most bulk olive oil I doubt actually goes through a tasting panel they they rely on the chemistry because honestly there's not a lot of oversight in olive oil um you know the FDA they they're very busy working on many things and really protecting you know things that are super dangerous for you like you know, shellfish and, you know, meat production and, and poultry, you know, all that sort of stuff. They're not so focused on olive oil. Yeah, um, they're just
0: bigger but- fish to fry. And I think that's why there's a <laughs> exactly. lot of, the, you know, a lot of, you know, mislabeling and, yes. and deception when it comes to, to labels on olive oil
1: reliable source buy extra virgin educate your palate that's really what you can do and once you've had the real thing and you've tasted it you're you're in the know then and it's really hard to go back and that's one reason why my club members they just stay with me you know the club I have about 20,000 members we're almost capped out these small family farmers this is I'm not lowering my quality standards and my farmers you know I I I mentioned like the guide, for example, there's a guide called Flow Soleil. And Flow Soleil ranks the top 400 producers of olive oil in the world, artisanal olive oil. And every year they have this Flow Soleil top 20. You get this big blue olive, um, like, tasting cup, and it's an award. And every year they give 20 of these awards out for the top 20 in the world. And if you look back at my trio uh, over the course of the year, uh, because I have a new trio every quarter, and and I was at Paleo FX last year, and I was looking at the table because I had a few selections there on the table. And out of the six oils I was showing that were were my current current and previous selection five of those oils were actually from flow Soleil top 20 winners so i've been cultivating relationships with these farmers to get access to the best fruit and then they have top quality milling equipment that really keeps the oxidation down during the milling process and that leads to all this great flavor and aroma you know there's there's a whole world of olive oil out there to discover and be part of a uh, part of and you know it just becomes comes like you know a new thing basically
0: (laughs) yes and let's taste the other one here so we have the alonzo i've had this the alonzo yes yeah this this is the this is
1: um yeah i've got the small one because i've already finished my big one but um this one is actually has a lot of coratina which is an olive variety from the south uh southern part of italy from puglia and you know it's um Mm -hmm. Oh, this is beautiful the aroma is so nice it's like man i'm just in my garden right now i'm just when i put my head in there i'm just like you know in a garden it's crazy
0: and this oh, is so a little beautiful. lighter lighter green than the other one yes, the, yes. The, the el favorito
1: yep this is the medium in the trio it's mm. It's really nice. There, I see what you're saying, like that bitterness. It's kind of a late bloomer in the mouth. It mm. kind of starts off a little softer and then starts to have this uptick. But these, these olive varieties, one thing that's really cool about the new world, which these olive oils being from Chile, we consider the new world, not European. So one really cool thing in the new world is you have olive varieties that are planted there from many different countries. So you have Spanish for Varieties. You have Span you have uh, Italian, uh, you have Greek varieties. So this one, it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, as a blender, because for me, I have Oils that are harvested at different times and in different ways. And then I take each olive variety and then I create a blend, a custom exclusive blend just for my club members that fit the profile of the club. So for me to have the options of all these different olive varieties, even though you know you couldn't do that in the Mediterranean, for example. Usually, if you're in uh, you know southern Italy, you're not gonna find a Spanish varietal, and you're not gonna find, you know, a Greek varietal. Varietal, so it's really that would cool. be like
0: treason. So, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and in Australia, it's the same. There, it's also the same, where they have all these varieties from all over the world. And as a master, ex chef, and and professional sauce maker, a saucier, um I look at olive oil as a sauce that mother nature made for me. So I think of this oil as like something you anoint your food with. You know, it's just, you know, really brings brings things together and and you know, all these olive varieties, some are more bitter, some are more spicy, some are more fruity, but it's really cool as a chef to be able to kind of match them and marry them all in one bottle to make something. It's, it's almost like making music where you have all these notes and then you have harmony. Well, that's what I do. I try to create harmony in every bottle. Uh, so th- that, that's really a fun part of it for me.
0: Oh, and I had another question about the extra virgin yes. olive oil. Does that mean it's the first press where the olives can have one or two different presses? So the first one seems yes. like it have the most nutrients and have the, the best flavor.
1: Yes, so extra virgin is the first pressing because a second extraction, like if you take the waste that's left over, because I think I told you like these oils, for example, have a 90% or 10% yield, which means 90% goes away. And that's water, the pit that's inside, that accounts for, and and the other fleshy part, that's the 90%. The other other 10% is the actual olive oil. So what happens in a lot of mills especially in bulk production, um, this doesn't really happen on the farms I'm at, but in bulk, very large factories, they take the the waste uh, from that, the 90% waste, you know, and it's still fine. It's been heated and, you know, and so this is, it's fine. They send it through what is called a second extraction. And that second extraction um, will get a small amount of oil, maybe 1%, which, you know, they can do things with, I mean, there, there are uses for that, not in, not in my kitchen, but, um, or in my oils, but yeah, there, there is this, when you say second pressing, you know, there, the Gone are the days of like the real, like where they use mats and they put a paste on there. Like now it's it's much more clean. It's much more uh, controllable uh, and, and everything happens in a very controlled environment. But yes, focus on extra virgin. I, I would not bother with virgin or light or anything else, you know, dark bottle, high turnover, look for your harvest date and then educate your palate
0: yeah and then are so some of the the olive oils that are commercially available, like some of the cheaper ones that you see on at the grocery store uh, i you had a report that come out that I thought was so fascinating that some of these are actually they're just they're not actually olive oil that they have other oils in them, and that's why they're, the price point is so inexpensive.
1: Yeah, there's a there's been so much fraud in this industry. And it's it's really sad because um, honestly, the like the farmers I work with, they're they're filled with heart and passion and love for this really amazing product. And they have to sell their product for much more like their competition. Even in Italy and Italian grocery stores, you can find really cheap olive oil that's, you know, uh, maybe cut with with sunflower oil or something like that you don't know um but yes there are independent research studies like i said uc davis has done them they've been called out in pretty much every publication from the new york times to you know wall street journal and the industry is getting better as a whole i've noticed they've transitioned to darker colored bottles mostly plastic um and they are trying to you know put a higher quality product in the bottle but it's it's you know Know, it's a bulk commodity product versus an artisanal product that that's just filled with love and care and meticulous care from the minute it was plucked from the tree and even before that you know the water was cut off to the tree you know uh, in advance of that because they wanted to and and hopefully we didn't we didn't get a lot of rain just before the harvest because we want the aromas in the fruit when you the in the final product to be really flavorful and very aromatic so that care goes all the way from the harvesting to the cleanliness of the mill to how quickly it gets in the bottle and to your table uh, and all those those things they make a difference so you're that's really what you're paying for is is the quality of the fruit and then the the i call myself like an an olive oil sommelier or an olive oil concierge like some hybrid of the two like i get you access to the best stuff and then i get it directly to your door uh and Yeah. So anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. It it becomes a lot of fun for members. Like they read the pressing report, they get to know the producers, they invite their friends over. It becomes a family activity. Kids really love olive oil, and you talk about um, nutrient density. You know, and you you're much more of a health expert than I am. But I'm a firm believer of when I add really healthy, high quality plant fats to other wonderful foods, whether it's salads or green beans or steamed broccoli or whatever, I feel that this is like um, a God-given delivery system that somehow gets the nutrients directly in my body. Um, Because olive oil and in in Italy, when kids are six months old, when they start to get off of breast milk and be weaned off of of human breast milk, uh, at six months old, when they start eating fresh food they actually put olive oil a tablespoon or teaspoon tablespoon of olive oil in the the food and the reason why is the fat profile in high quality olive oil is the same makeup as human breast milk it's got the Mm -hmm. same ratios of fat so the body is like somehow tuned already for this amazing plant fat you know that's really interesting i didn't know that yeah, it's super cool. You have to check it out. I, I when somebody told me that in Italy, I was like, "What?" And then I, you know, of course, googled it. I'm like, "What? Uh, no, really? It is. It's crazy. It's like this linoleic acid and that that the fat ratios of the omega three and 6. And anyway, you'll nerd out on that. <laughs> yeah, it's got
0: omega omega nine also, which you need. There's yes. so many nutrients and healthy fats in it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so why don't you just tell us like, so uh, I get us uh, so bottles every three months. Yes. So if you guys join your club, just check it out at MyersDetox.com slash olive oil and uh, you'll learn yes. more about it. But tell us like what happens when you, you join the club.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the, of course you're welcome to use that link. I also have a really easy to remember link. If you have to be lis- listening in the car on a podcast or whatever, you can go to getfresh63.com. That's your dedicated page. Get fresh number six, number three.com. And there what we have is we have the first bottle again, chef, I want to put, you know, Proof is in the pudding. I want you to taste this stuff in your home and educate your palate. We send out about 4,000 sample bottles to customers in the U.S., um, a trial membership uh, every quarter. So that's our mission is to educate palates. So what happens is you join the club for a dollar. Your first bottle is a dollar. That gets shipped directly to your home, and that's from the current harvest. Basically, when I travel, I buy extra cases, and I bring those home, and I have certain people that help me, you know, expand my mission, uh, people that I support, sponsor podcasts and have a relationships with like you. Um, and and basically what happens for their group, because this is not available on freshpressedoliveoil.com, but for their group, I have a $1 trial offer. Uh, so essentially you join the club, you get your first bottle for a buck, you get to try that in your home, you enjoy it for at least a month usually it's about a month it depends on exactly when you join and how mother nature i always say she owns 51 percent of the company (laughs) when she decides to give us the fruit that we can fly to america and get to the club members Um, but usually about a month and then you get your three bottles set so we we kind of time our uh, releases for folks like you four times a year based on the global harvest so you would get a month if you do not love the olive oil if you don't think it's a Right fit for you, and that's totally cool. Um, Share it with friends and family. You know, people will sometimes be very surprised because they're not used to this. So they're like, What is this? And, you know, I've gotten emails like, this tastes like grass. What is this? Is this something wrong with this? I'm like, no, that's what real <laughs> olive oil should taste like. But no, you, you'll you start to use it in your kitchen and you'll fall in love. If you're not in love, you just simply email, call, you can do it online. Let us know. There's no questions asked. We have a 100% money back guarantee. We're a good guy company. You know, We, we are very uh, lenient and liberal. People never have to return the oils, even if they receive them and ask for a refund. Fun. like, we, we want people to be, you know, in, in it because they love it and they're passionate about it the way, the way we are.
0: I have a hard time believing anybody would want to return the oil because they taste so good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it it doesn't happen. You know, we actually, it's kind of scary. We have a great conversion from sample bottle to paying member and, you know, and people stay with us because honestly, once you're spoiled, you cannot go Uh, back
0: to never but
1: fresh because you're like, Mm. what is this? You know, so yeah, when you get it in your house, pour it. get two cups, like an espresso cup or a shot glass and. Do what we did, you know, pour a little of your store bought from your pantry and pour some fresh press and do your own tasting. You know, you can, if you have a friend with you or a spouse or whatever, put a blindfold on them and let them try. And uh, hopefully you get a good cough out of them. (laughs) So that would be kind of funny. This is the one cough, the two cough,
0: and the three cough. That's right.
1: (laughs) And and even in California, you get olive oil once a year that's fresh. Like even if you had your own olive trees outside, you're only getting fresh olive oil once a year. To be a club member, you get it four times a year. Very consistent, very reliable.
0: And it's an adventure. Basically, yes. so, fantastic. Yeah, you start
1: the adventure for a buck, and you can get that at getfresh63.com.
0: Yeah, you can go on Food Safari for a dollar. It's a bargain. Yeah, well, <laughs> TJ, thanks so much for coming on the show and educating us about olive oil. Because what the eat, and I, I found this, I wrote a book on nutrition, and I haven't published it yet, but I, I researched every single food item. Uh, extensively. And it's amazing how much there is to know about every single little food that you're putting in your body and how, how to choose the right one, how to consume it, how to cook it, to and so I just love what you, the work that you're doing because this oh, olive oil is such an you. integral thank part you. of a healthy diet and the Mediterranean diet, and so we need to be getting yes. that right. So thanks for coming on. Yes,
1: yes, I my pleasure. Thanks for getting the word out there about uh, fresh breast olive oil, and and you know look forward to to many many more uh, times of being on on your podcast and on your show. Thank
0: you. Yes, and everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the Myers Detox Podcast. I'm Wendy Myers. You can go check out the hundreds of articles and hundreds of podcasts on how to detox your body. And diet is, of course, a part of that equation at MyersDetox.com. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or go on Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.